0: If you hit a wall and you find yourself stunted, you don't have to stand there and keep banging your head against that wall. You can actually look around and go, okay, this is my wall. I can't go any further than here, but what can I do? Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's a solo one and I'm chatting with you about some personal growth and development ideas and strategies and tools that you might like to introduce into your day. Now, growth. like Growth is a big value for me and I don't always get it right. There are certainly areas in my life that I can be stunted in or stay stuck in until I repeat something enough times to be like, okay, This is actual insanity and I'm ready to make a change and move to another version of myself. And I use the terminology version of myself often, probably more in the last six months than I've ever used it in my whole life. And perhaps it is just getting that little bit older, the kids getting a bit older, being in a different stage of life and going, oh, there really is so much space in our life to enter the next version of who we want to be and who we're going to be with intention because if we don't do it with intention, then we do it just out of circumstance because we're all changing. None of us stay exactly who we were for a long period of time. Sure, you probably have some of the same limiting beliefs, some of the core beliefs, some of the same values, same sense of humor, same quirks. You know, particularly when you cast your mind back to childhood, you likely do have some very solid, very clear through lines of who you have always been, but you've also always changed. And that's part of life. It's one of my biggest values, growth, because I think that that's what we're here to do. And if I don't have that, if I don't know, oh, okay, I'm here to grow and I'm here to learn and I'm here to evolve, then I almost think, what is the point? I don't think anyone wants to feel stuck and stagnant in their own life. And so things change us. The experiences we go through in our personal lives, the information that is around us, how people treat us, all of those things, the adversity that we face, the good fortune that comes our way, we are always changing. And it's a really exciting thing. And I think one of the pillars, like a big cornerstone of personal growth and development, is a willingness to change and reflect and develop new skills as you move through life, and a growth mindset is so incredibly important. And I think that when it comes to changing in a positive way, there are a handful of really, uh, really important factors that contribute towards this. I think one of the most obvious things is when we go through a challenging experience, going through something really hard that actually breaks us Often ends up being the thing that propels us forward into a better frame of mind, into a better way of being, to have more empathy. There are so many amazing quotes about how, you know, we need the cracks so that we can let the light in. And sometimes we do have to hit our own rock bottom so that we can build ourselves back up. I remember having a conversation with uh, Sarah Woodhouse on the podcast years ago about trauma. And we were talking about post-traumatic growth and it doesn't have to be that extreme. It can be post-challenge growth. But I was saying to her, there are opportunities when you're going through a hard thing and you're not always going to see them. You know, it can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of therapy. It can take, you know, a real uh, myriad of certain circumstances to come together to allow you to actually see an opportunity and take it. You might be stuck in a really low place for a really long time and you just can't see a way out of it. But I remember saying to Sarah, for me, it's almost like when life knocks you down, You drop everything. You know, if you are holding so tightly onto this bundle of sticks in your hand that represent your life and you drop those sticks, at first you just fall to the ground and you're on the ground and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pick these sticks up. I should have gone with puzzle pieces. That would have been a much more uh, poetic analogy, but sticks was just what came to mind. Um, But, you know, you're on the ground and you're looking at these pieces and you can't see the whole. Stick. You've just seen, You're just seeing one end of it, one part of it. Maybe it's just in your peripheral, but eventually you will get to your knees. You will be able to stand up. And once you are standing, once you're in a solid frame of mind, and maybe that comes with therapy. Maybe it's about making sure you're eating enough. Maybe it's just time, which sucks. Sometimes we just need to give the time, time. But eventually, you will be able to stand up and look down at everything that you have dropped and all of the broken pieces, or the sticks, if we're going with my clunky analogy, but you will have this chance to choose what you pick back up and what you focus on. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members, in that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Now, this is not a universal uh, approach because there are things that people go through in life and it's like, you know what, everything, everything is bad and every option I have here is going to be really hard. But in some situations, when you have gone through that really hard time and you have been knocked down and then you're standing up and you actually have this moment of clarity and you go, oh my goodness, I actually do get to choose what I pick back up here. And that's an inroad for post-challenge growth. I think. And so challenging experiences, they test us. They also build our knowledge of our own resilience and what we can handle. I've spoken a little bit about this in regards to going through a marriage separation and being a single person. I am not as fearful of being a single person as I was back then those years ago because I've done it and I've faced that fear. I've lived with that stigma and there is a stigma about being a single mum. You feel it. You absolutely feel it. And I have experienced what that is like. And so because I've gone through it, I do have a belief in my ability to go through it again, should I have to, when I have to, because it's like, oh, I faced the thing that I thought would break me, and yeah, it did at times, but hey, it's okay. I got through it. I know Glennon Doyle speaks about this in her book Untamed in regards to how much guilt she felt, how much trauma she felt about what she was putting her children through in regards to her family breaking down, and she talks about how she had this moment of clarity of realizing, oh, like as much as that was awful for them... And as much as no parent wants that for their child, she could see that that adversity had shaped them in a way that was like, oh, they're no longer waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like they've gone through something hard and developed this skill set and it is going to serve them for something else in life. And so challenging experiences, whilst none of us want them, no one wakes up and thinks, oh, I'd really love a tragedy today or, oh, I'd really love to be pushed to my limits today. When those things do happen to us, invariably we are changed and we can take those changes into another positive stage of our life and our identity and our personality. Self-reflection is a massive one. And I know that there can be a very fine line sometimes, particularly when we're listening to people online between self-reflection and navel-gazing. So navel-gazing is an expression that basically means someone's just always looking at themselves. And I get it. I do get it. Actually having the time to reflect and dedicate resources, whatever those resources may be. Maybe it's time, money, just energy, because maybe Like when you're depleted, it's so hard. It is so hard to be self-aware or to even care enough because you've got to worry about everything else that's going on. It's a luxury to actually reflect on things, and so I want to acknowledge that because there have certainly been, you know, podcasts that I've listened to that I think, oh, well, of course you can do that, and I know that other people would listen to me and say, well, of course you can do that, Kylie. Of course you can journal and of course you can reflect because you can ostensibly afford the time and the resources to do so. So I want to acknowledge that self-reflection, it's an inroad, but it's not always a super accessible one when someone is really in the trenches. And there is that fine line between becoming obsessed with yourself and how you feel and really making yourself, you know, in your experience of life so big that there's no room for anything else but self-reflection so engaging in introspection and just trying to I guess in a way stress test or kind of evaluate your thoughts and behaviors uh, your goals and the outcomes that are currently happening is a really great way to facilitate that positive personal change and it's also really uncomfortable. It's not a nice thing to actually go, okay, what am I doing that holds myself back here? How am I keeping myself stuck? How am I refusing to grow? It's not fun. It's not fun to be self-critical or self-interrogate, but I think that you can do it in a loving way because we are all very flawed humans and we do sometimes need to get very honest with ourselves and go, oh, well, this is the part that I'm complicit in, this is how I'm contributing, and just voice it, notice it, let it wash over you. You don't always have the answers or the solution on how to fix it or change it, and it's not about beating yourself up. I don't want anyone to go, okay, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do these journal prompts in this episode, and then you feel really bad about yourself, because I promise you You can do this with self-compassion and curiosity. It doesn't have to be the binary of, oh, I'm such a bad person. Which leads me to my next point, which is learning and education. Get some new skills, broaden your perspective, learn about this sort of introspection and self-compassion. You might not be born with this innate ability to actually hold compassion for yourself, but there are wonderful teachers out there who have written wonderful books that you can hire for free from the library. And the library also do audio books as well. There are podcasts you can listen to about self-compassion. If you hit a wall and you find yourself stunted, you don't have to stand there and keep banging your head against that wall you can actually look around and go, okay, this is my wall. I can't go any further than here, but what can I do? What is literally within my power and my ability and my means to make some progress so I'm not standing here headbutting the wall all of the time? Maybe that learning and education does come from a book or a podcast or a YouTube video, or maybe it comes from just being vulnerable and having conversations with people in your life. Education doesn't have to be in a classroom. It can be in an exchange that you have with someone at the coffee shop. It's all about curiosity, noticing where you're banging your head against that wall and being curious about what skills might help you to stop doing that. Healthy relationships also really help in terms of creating positive personal change. So interactions with supportive friends, family, mentors, members of the community, all of that sort of stuff. Healthy relationships are also a space, I believe, where a partner that cares about you can lovingly hold a mirror up to you and help you with your personal positive change. Now, that doesn't mean that they are pointing out your flaws or they're critical or purposefully go out of their way to make you feel small. It means that they see you as a flawed human because we all are and they're willing to help you have those realizations by yourself in a loving way. So a loving way could be by just asking curious questions. How do you feel about that? Have you noticed this? What do you think? What do you want? all of those sorts of things. And that doesn't have to come from a romantic partner. It can come from a friend, a brother, a sister, an aunt, anyone really. Positive change also requires goals, I think. So having some positive goals and those goals don't have to be like, oh, this is my 12-month plan, my five-year plan, you know, here, here are the ways that I'm going to hit these markers and be able to measure it and track it and all of those things. But goals like, okay, what is something small that's impacting me on a daily basis that I could improve upon just enough? that it goes towards a net, net positive score on my life. So that might be, okay, you know, I am finding myself always in this dynamic where I'm having to uh, micromanage the kids or micromanage my partner. That's such a common experience for so many women. And it's like, you know what, I don't want to be doing that. So what can I do on my end to actually make some positive change here? Is it, Letting go of control? Is it letting go of super high standards? Is it making that there is a specific time of day where you go over the to do list with everyone so that it's not a continual chipping away at your own energy and at other people as well? Goals don't have to be these massive, huge things in your life. It can just be like, oh, you know what? I'm sick of feeling like I have no energy. So a goal of mine is that I'm going to make sure I have a really, really nourishing breakfast and I find a breakfast breakfast that feels good for me and fills me up and leaves me feeling like I have enough vitality and enough energy to get through the day. Little goals. Taking risks as well can really help to build that positive personal change because when we take a small risk we build some evidence that we have the ability to do something that we didn't know we could. So a small risk could be saying to someone at the coffee shop who you've had a lovely conversation with, "Hey, do you want to actually grab a coffee another day this mo- this week and let's go for a walk." Another risk could be maybe your standard way of reacting to conflict is to stonewall. So a risk for you could be, I'm going to be really vulnerable and I'm just going to say how I feel. I'm going to say what is on my heart. And that is so scary. Maybe taking a risk for you is signing up to a class that you've always wanted to learn something about. Taking a risk could be reaching back out to someone in your life who you've lost contact with. Those little things go a long way. And maybe you want to take a risk in a much bigger way. Maybe you want to pack up the whole family and move into state. Maybe you want to finally jump out of a plane because it's been on your bucket list. The other thing is embracing change. I'm not always the best. I am not always the best at embracing change. And I think that's because... I can be quite anxious and a way that I try and manage my anxiety, which I think actually stems more from my ADHD, but it's control, right? That's what I think it is for me. It's like I like to be in control of my routine and my rhythm because that gives me a false sense of security. And so embracing change can sometimes be really challenging for me. But then on the flip side, when I'm completely out of control and I'm out of my usual environment, often that's when I am my happiest, when I'm away for a night, when I'm exploring somewhere new, when I'm not sticking to the normal schedule. So it's like this dichotomy of like, part of my brain says, here, have this routine because it feels safe. And then when that routine is completely gone, I actually go, oh, I don't need that routine to feel safe. But that is just being a human, right? mindfulness and meditation is something else that can really help with a personal growth mindset and positive change. And I feel like it's the one that when we hear it, we all go, Or maybe that's just me. I know I do. I go, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't really want to sit there and do that. And there have been periods in my life where I'm quite committed to a meditation practice. And I know it's so good for me. Like I've never ever meditated and then gone, oh, I feel worse for it, but it's hard when you don't actually want to stop and slow down and do it. It's one of those things, right? And I also feel like it's the go-to catch-all response for so many grievances in life. It's like, oh, I'm going through this hard thing. Well, have you tried being more mindful? Well, no, but I don't want to. (laughs) Like so many of us have that response. So I just wanted to address it, but practicing mindfulness and meditation can improve your self-awareness can help you to reduce stress. It can help to really foster a positive mindset. I think for me, my inroad to trying to get to that meditative state, it's often exercise and it's often journaling. I find it much easier to sit down and have a task to do than I do to just sit and meditate. But even micro moments of mindfulness have to be better than none at all. You might not be you know, able to be mindful every waking hour. But is there something that you do every day that you could be a little more present with? Maybe it's just washing your face, feeling the water go over your fingertips and your fingertips on your face. You can be more mindful even when you're washing dishes. You can be more mindful when you're giving your child a good night hug. You can be more mindful when you're eating. There are so many opportunities, and it's a battle because we also have so many things begging for our attention and stealing our attention away. So little micro moments of mindfulness might be a more accessible way to do that. Helping other people as well, being kind to other people and contributing to the well-being of others. That can help with a sense of purpose, which I think facilitates positive change as well. And of course, counseling or therapy. So positive change is often a combination of a variety of factors but I wanted to address that with you and then I wanted to just share a handful of journaling prompts with you today that yes you might like to pen to paper and actually reply to these prompts or you might like to just marinate on them and meditate as you listen either one is fine if you want to respond to these pen to paper after each prompt just press pause write out your thoughts then press play and rinse and repeat and even if you don't want to write it down, but you just want to think about it and you're on a walk, why not press pause? Why not go, okay, after that prompt, I'm going to press pause and I'm actually going to do this thing. And I know you probably don't want to because you're busy and you've got places to be and things to do and a million things on your plate. And it's like, I don't have the energy to think about this stuff for myself. But maybe this is one of those opportunities where you're like, I don't want to do it, but I know I have to do it. Like going for your pap smear, like eating your vegetables, all of those things that you don't really want to do, but you know that you have to do it. So anyway, the first prompt is, how have my beliefs and values evolved over the past 12 months? What experiences influenced these changes? It's a big one. Has there been something in the last 12-month period that you have changed your mind about? Or you've noticed that you value something differently? What is it that caused that change? And this is a really interesting prompt to reflect on those challenging times, because I dare say that a lot of people will be thinking, oh, yes, I know. I know what belief in value has changed, and I know why. Maybe it was out of having a really uncomfortable conversation with a loved one. Maybe it was going through a really, really significant loss in life or losing a job, which is a significant loss in itself. So just have a think about what influenced those changes. And I think bringing our attention towards the things that influenced those changes It will give us more compassion and more flexibility, less rigidity when difficult things happen in life because it's like, oh, yes, I don't want this, but I know it's going to serve me eventually. Next up, can you describe a recent challenge you faced and how you learned to overcome it? What did you learn about yourself through this process? So, a recent challenge. How did you face it? How did you overcome it? And what did you learn about yourself during this process? Next up, what are three areas in life that you have noticed growth? Just three areas in life that you've noticed that you have grown, changed, you're not as stuck on doesn't mean that you've got it figured out, but it might be something like, well, I changed my opinion about one of my co-workers because I got to know them. Or I changed being triggered by something my child does because I was willing to admit where that trigger came from. Maybe you changed your views politically. There's so many different ways we can change. Next up, can you write or think about a skill or quality that you would like to develop further? What steps can you take to nurture that aspect of yourself? So maybe you know you're a really bad communicator. What can you do to improve on that? You can listen to some audiobooks, You can engage in therapy. You could try radically changing the way you communicate as an experiment. Just as an example. Next up, can you explore a situation where you stepped out of your comfort zone? This can be throughout any time in your life. Maybe your mind instantly goes back to high school when you really stretched yourself and you tried something completely out of character. Or maybe it's something that you did recently. But what were the results and how did that experience contribute to your growth? And last but not least, I was listening to a podcast recently, it was a Mamma Mia podcast and they were chatting about this concept of canon events because apparently it's quite a trend over on TikTok to talk about a canon event in your life, which is basically an event that happens that if that event didn't happen, you wouldn't be who you are. I want you to reflect on what your canon events have been. Is it becoming a mother? Is it a job? Is it a relationship? What are the things that have shaped you into who you are today? And if they didn't happen, you would not be this version of yourself. It's a big one to think about, isn't it? And on that note, I will leave you thinking about those topics. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode If you really enjoy these kinds of episodes, this solo episode where I'm really focusing on your personal growth and your reflections, please let me know because as I plan for the podcast, I can make sure I'm dipping into this bucket a little bit more. Your feedback does not fall on deaf ears. I promise you, respectful feedback, always welcomed, always, always welcomed. You can slide into my DMs, leave a comment. If this episode is something you've enjoyed, it would mean so much to me if you share it with a friend or you pop it on your Instagram story and tag me as well. Like one of my goals, one of my areas of growth is that I do want to grow the podcast and I appreciate any listener who is willing to help me do that. All right. Thank you for listening and I'll chat with you very, very soon. There are some incredible podcast episodes coming up, really great interviews with some really, really interesting guests and I can't wait to share those ones with you. And don't forget, if you like the podcast, come on over and be a Venti member. Venti members get a bonus episode every single week and absolutely no ads in any of the podcasts. You can also listen to the whole back catalogue of Venti episodes and there's a real mixed bag of stuff over there. So that would mean that you get your episode Monday, Friday and Wednesday as well. And in Wednesday's episode... I'm dipping into my journal. So it's a personal one, but I would love to have you over there. You can find the link in the bio or in the show notes. All right. Thanks, guys. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjilung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer.